0: You may notice during Chazar Sashat sometimes that Modim de Rabbanon, if you look around the shul, you'll see different people doing several different things as they say Modim de Rabbanon. Some people will bow throughout the entire Modim de Rabbanon, some people will bow at the beginning and at the end, some people will bow a lot, some people will bow a little bit, some people will only bow at the beginning. So I wanted to take a few minutes to discuss what the, uh, what the halacha is. During modim derabanan, first of all, you should know why is it called modim derabanan. All of tefilas mitrabanan. Why is it that uh, the chi of tefillah may be daraisa, but the nusach of tefilah is only Because it's a collection of different nuschaos that the chachmei Talmud had in the uh, sechahsota daf mem that were put together in this one little paragraph. So it's called modim derabanan because it's a bunch of different rabbis that contributed. To this, uh, to this tfila. That's how the Beis Yosef writes. Now the Yerushalmi says in Maseches <coughs> Brachos that Hakol Shliach Everyone bows together with the Shliach Tzibur during Hodaa. So the ramam Shita, the ramam writes first of all, he says Velo Yishchu The ramam writes in Paraktes V'Chesfila L'Chadalid. One should not overdo the bowing during Modim D'Rabbanan. You shouldn't bow too much during Modim Rabban. The Tur, however, disagrees. The Tur says. That, uh, that, that that in in that story where it's, where the Yerushalmi talks about bowing Yoser Midai, the Yerushalmi says that Rabbi Chia Barava have a mavir. That, I'm sorry, the Ushalmi says, Rebbe, that someone bowed Yosemidai and Rebbe got rid of him. Rebbe said he can't, uh, he can't be the Shliach Tzibur anymore. So, am Rebbe Mavir el gaar. Rebbe says, no, Rebbe didn't get rid of him. Rebbe just got angry at him. But the implication is, if you're talking about being Mavir somebody, getting rid of somebody, that we're obviously talking about a Shliach Tzibur, we're not just talking about a guy who's in the Shul, because you don't get rid of someone. Being Mavir is a Lashon that we use when we take a Shliach Tzibur away from his post. So it sounds that like it's only a dim in the shliach tzibur says the tour that's not a lot of bow too much but the tzibur during modem is a lot of bow as much as they want but then the Beis yosef defends the rambam in a couple of ways. First of all, he says, it could be that it's a din in both the Shliat Tzibor and the whole Tzibor, that they uh, that they shouldn't bow Yosemidai. And the Gemara, the Yerushalmi, happened to have been talking about a case where the Shliat Tzibor was the one who did it, so they were ma'avir him. But it could be that the same halacha would be true for the rest of the Tzibor as well. Another defense for the Rambam is that maybe the Rambam understood lo ha'avamavir el'ga'ar, that when the Gemara says that he didn't get rid of the guy, rather he just got angry at the guy, what he was saying was that it wasn't a shliach zibor, and therefore it wasn't Shaykh to be ma'avir him all they could do is get rid of him the gemara says uh only goer because it's not shaykh to be ma'avir someone who's not the shliach zibor. so but what, what would be the svar for that why can't you bow too much i mean there's this idea don't bow too much during, during Modim. So the Beis Yosef writes that it's ki shu yoser mishara'am, that it looks like religious arrogance, that you're doing something different than everybody else. Everyone else is bowing a little bit, and you're overdoing your bowing, you're overdoing your shock. You shouldn't look different. When someone walks into the they shouldn't be like, who's that guy? That uh, someone's just going to look different than everybody else. That's, uh, that's a violation of Yorah. If that's the case, though, that has absolutely nothing to do with modim D'Rabanan. That has to do with uh, all your gesticulations during tefillah, all your movements and jumping and shuckling, and, and it should be by the bowing of every bowing, by the bowing at the beginning of Shema Nasr as well. It should have absolutely nothing to do. With modem so the base yosef writes even though the post can write it by modem lavdafka by modem the yushalmi happens to give a case of modem but the truth is it would apply to everything that you wouldn't bow Midai. and then the base yosef says and it could also be that it's specifically by modem where people where people make the mistake for some reason people bow more by modem than they do by other things so specifically by modem is where we need the we need to be told not to bow Midai. So therefore, the, the Beis Yosef comes to the halachic conclusion, he says, He says, I really think it's only a din in Modim that we say that it's halachic yosef miday because shekvar espalu v'edim karmalak de'ishli kakofum. He says, the real reason that we single out Modim is not that it's a halacha that applies to everything, it's not you are a, No, the real reason we single out Modim is that there's no real reason for people who already daven sh'mon have to bow again at Modim when they're hearing from the shliyach tzibur the only reason we do it is that if the Sheikh tzibur is saying the words Modim and he's bowing it looks like we're being kofer and whatever he's saying and that we don't want to participate if we don't bow so we have to make some sort of movement to show that we're part of this also but we have no real chiyuv of being Korea at that time, we're only being Korea that we're not, so that we're not near a kikofrim, that. It doesn't look like we're uh, we're not joining together with him. It's like when the Tzibur is saying Shema Yisrael, Hashem El-Kenu Hashem El-Khad. No matter where you are in davening, you should say Shema Yisrael, Hashem El-Kenu Hashem El-Khad, because you don't want to appear to be. Different than everybody else, and not, not not just different than everybody else, but to be kofar in what everybody else is is saying. So the, the uh, that's the halacha conclusion of the base Yosef that it's dafka din in modim that one should not be Shokha Yosef that you bow a little bit. He quotes that the Balyatosvos Maseches Brachos Tafi Yabez seem like they assume that it applies to all bowings, not just the modim drabanan. But the Beis Yosef assumes not that way. Now the Gemara in Maseches Brachos in Parakein Omdin Daf Bays Beis tells us that Rava was korea bahoda atchila v'sof, that he bowed both at the beginning and the end and the Rabbanan said to him why are you doing this? and he said because that was the minag of my Rebbe Rav Nachman he used to do the same thing he would bow at the beginning and the end there are three shitos in Rishonim about when during Modim the we were supposed to bow so so far Part one of the Shir was how much to bow. Should you bow a lot or a little bit? And the Allah conclusion seemed to have been specifically by Melchior Abdullah, it should be a less of a bowing than everything else. And that's in fact Paskin Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says Lo You shouldn't bow too much when it comes to uh, to Modim to Maldim uh, The Bach says that people should just be kofe forosha maat. You should just bend your head a little bit. And uh, the Mishnah Buddha says that's not the minute. The minute because we do a little more than that. But many people are knowing like the Bach just to bend a little bit because of Lo Yishchu Yoser, yoser midai. But the second part of the show is okay. Now what, what, When should you bow? Now we know uh, how you should bow, but when? Should you bow? Three Shitos and Rishonim, all quoted by the base. Yosef, based on this Gemara on Daf Dalid. The Rivad says that when we say Ravah was Karea, of a Asof, it's not talking about. It's not talking about the Krios of the Shliach Tzibor or, or uh, Yachid that's actually saying Shmon right? It's talking about Modem Drabanan. So when did he bow? He bowed at the beginning of Modem Drabanan and at the end of Modem Drabanan. That's when, uh, when he bowed during the, uh, the Modem Drabanan, both at the beginning and, and at the end. And that's what the Sheet of Maria Buav in the name of Rabbeinu Shriragon holds that way as well, at the beginning and at the end. Then the Beis Yosef quotes, Viesh Simon Bzekifa of Rabusa lo I'm sorry. He says v'yesh so Misha cholzrin veKorin kisham. Same v'yesh M'saimin bzekifa. Says some some get up at the end. Some only bow at the beginning and stand at the end. So that's minhag number two, to only bow at the beginning of modim drabanan and then get up for the rest of it. And then he says, <laughs> Now one of the says that you should bow throughout modim drabanan. So we have three minhagim all quoted in the base, Yosef and Simon Zayin. Minhag number one is to bow beginning and end of modim and stand up in the middle. Minhag number two, bow only at the beginning and stand up throughout the rest and minute number three is to bow throughout the entire modim. what the Dark moshe writes in the bottom of the tour he says the minuk that i've seen or all all over the place Rama says is to remain bowed throughout the entire modim. how do we pass in Shulchan Aruch? so first Shulchan Aruch says he says, first of all, but then he says uh, that you should bow just at the at the beginning. And then he quotes, But Gambisov that you should bow at the end as well so for Sephardim, the Mechabra says the most appropriate thing to do is to bow beginning and end, although he does quote this idea, this Sheetan Rishonim, to bow only at the beginning. He says the best thing to do would be to bow beginning and the end. But then the Rama says for Ashkenazim, shomra kol b'shchia achas the Chenaminag. They should do the whole thing in one bowing, and the Rama says that, in fact, is the minhag. Now, the Bira Lacha quotes from the Grah that that's not the minhag, that the Grah held that the minhag is really what the Machaber originally quoted, which he did not recommend, to bow only at the beginning and not at the end. So, essentially, all three shitos are quoted by Halacha by somebody. The shita that says bow beginning and end, that seems to be preferred by the Machaber for Svardin. The shita that says to remain bowing throughout that seems to be the shita of the Ramah. And that's what he prefers. The shita that says, bow at the beginning, but not at the end, get up for the rest of Modim, that's the shita of the Gra, quoted by the Bir Halacha. And in fact, the Aruch HaShulchan, after he quotes the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, says, it's a law called Noag and Cain. Our minig is to follow that shita to only bow at the beginning, says the Aruch HaShulchan. So all three shitos, all three practices have basis in Halacha. Just two concluding points over here. Number one, Ravad Yosef in Yechav HaDas, Chela Kei points out that Yeshli Zohar, when you get to Modin, that kol yamdu al ragleyem, k'deh l'chroa u'lishtachavos b'modem der That the definition of Ishtachavaya is to do Ishtachavaya from a standing position. If a person, let's say, is traveling and he's on a bus, he's in a car and he has to daven, So the halacha is that during, or on a plane, let's say, where it's a chil Hashem, to get up and go daven in the aisles, so you're davening uh, in your seat, at least when it comes to the ishtachavayos, you should stand up and then bow, because the tzura of ishtachavaya is to start from a standing position. So that's number one, that if you're sitting during hashtachavayos, you get up from odin to and then bow, otherwise it's it's not a ishtachavaya. Uh, A Ha'orah number two, point number two to be made over here, is in Sefer Isha Yisrael, Perch Av Ha'orah Kuv Chav Gimel, in footnote 123, he quotes from Rosham Zalman Orobach, says, Yesh lo'orah shahar be leiv, a lot of times people when they bow whichever way they're facing they'll just you know bow a little bit wherever they happen to be facing that is not correct one is supposed to bow the same way you face when you that's the way you're supposed to face when you when you do because it is a real genuine that's supposed to be treated with all of the normal chumras that we we would have for uh for the